come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Ser sentados, por favor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Word on the Main Street Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Sean Lords. And I'm Brian Lords. And uh, before we begin, we want to thank Bryce Gardner for the theme song. So thank you, Bryce. And then, of course, oh no, I should probably tell people about Bryce's music. Probably. That he does under Just the name of... Just tell him about Bryce. That's Delta all. Theory. Delta Theory is the name. He does uh, electronic techno-ish music. Uh, you can find it on SoundCloud, Apple Music, Spotify probably, probably Amazon. Probably. Probably. So. Uh, and then, of course, we want to thank our sponsor, Getaway Today. Yes, absolutely. Um there's a very fun time of year going on right now at the Disneyland Resort, and that is the Halloween season. So uh, definitely get down and check out Halloween time at the Disneyland Resort. You can go ahead and get on to getawaytoday.com to go and uh, get your trip booked. If you do decide to book a trip, definitely let them know about our promo code. That's Main Street 10. It's all lowercase, the number one zero. That's going to get you $10 off any two-night or longer Southern California travel package. So um, whether you want to go down for Halloween time or book a little earlier for the holiday season, definitely let Getaway Today know by visiting them at www.getawaytoday.com or giving them a call at 855-GET-AWAY. That's 438-2929. And that $10 off could buy you a pumpkin shake, pumpkin pie shake. Ooh, that sounds tasty. Over at Flo's V8 Cafe. That sounds I think really it's got uh, graham cracker pieces, whipped cream, mm. and uh, caramel, caramel drizzle. Sounds delightful. And I think you can get your tire pumpkin. Oh yeah, That's straw right. thing. Those are kind of so cool looking. They're awesome. All right. You can also get them at Disney World. That's true. It has no Cars Land, which is stupid. But uh, this week at the Disneyland Resort, uh, Thursday, September thirteenth, Disneyland's open nine to nine with DCA nine to five, which is weird. That's what the Disneyland site says. I don't know if that's... Nine to five. That's... Because they don't do the Halloween party. Not yet. yet. And it's not at DCA. So why are they closing at five o'clock on Thursday? party. It's possible. Some big celebrities rented out. Yeah, maybe. Those jerk celebrities. Or maybe they need extra time to get Halloween stuff up over there. Mm -hmm. It should already be up, though, because Halloween season's already begun. It's probably a celebrity. Be friends with us. Don't call them jerks. Be friends with us. All right. If they're not, they're jerks. (laughs) Uh, And then Friday, the 14th, Disneyland's 9 to 12 with DCA 9 to 10. The 15th, Saturday, Disneyland is 8 to 12 with DCA 8 to 10. Sunday, the 16th, Disneyland's 8 to 11 with DCA 8 to 10. Monday, the 17th, Disneyland and DCA are 9 to 8. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, the 18th and 19th of September, Disneyland and DCA are open from 9 to 9. 
There you go. Nice. Uh, the events going on right now, of course, are Dia de los Muertos, which they have a pretty cool looking um, um, cocoa parade thing. Right? Really? You oh, the uh, street party? Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And it's got Miguel. I saw that. Looks pretty awesome. I saw that, uh, I think it was the Disney Parks uh, or the Blog. Disneyland Resort tweeted out oh, about yeah. Shakira uh, and the yeah. Miguel. Shakira. She's still doing anything? She's going to Disneyland. Well, yeah, but I'm talking <laughs> like recording. I don't know. I've that never listened to Shakira. Time. Me either. <laughs> That's why I obviously don't know anything about whether she's still recording or not. So there's Dia de los Muertos, and th- apparently they have a cake over there in California Adventure. It's a cocoa cake. It's, really? It's like the Pixar cake, but okay. it's got like a churro something filling in it. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's the first I've heard of this. I saw it on Twitter somewhere. And then um, you know if it's on the internet, there's it's, it's got to be true. It's got to be true. But I saw the picture, and it was right by the dog, like the little statue they have of the dog. Dante. Dante. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. In California Adventure. Yeah. So huh. it's a thing. Huh. Churro something. Churro buttercream or something. Ooh, in that the sounds middle. really good. Or a churro custard, which I means don't know. it's probably just like a cinnamon. Sugar. It looked like I had like pieces of. Oh, really? Yeah. And then, of course, it's Halloween time. It is. So you can enjoy things like Guardians of the Galaxy, Monsters After Dark. You can enjoy uh, Mater's Junkyard Jamboree, Um, Luigi's Halloween, Halloween. Uh, Haunted Mansion Holiday. Uh, What else? Space Mountain Ghost Galaxies. And if you choose to pay the extra, uh, Mickey's Halloween to trigger next part next next week. Yeah, they haven't started yet, but I think that's on nineteenth. Is the first party, and that's one that's not sold out yet. So it might be. And the Mouse Planet thing is, they usually come out on Tuesdays. So Mm. have the get your ticks. Yeah, on Route sixty six. That doesn't make sense. The party's not in Cars Land. All right. So the closures for Disneyland. You have the Matterhorn bobsleds are still closed. No um, no date yet for when they'll reopen. Uh, Tiki Room has been pushed back to open on October 3rd rather than, I think it was September 20-something. So that's that's kind of sucks for people. That we're planning on going when it was I'm supposed not to reopen. So as long as it's open by November, <laughs> I'm good. And hopefully the uh, the um, tropical, tropical hideaway, hideaway is open. I hope so. That by way the time I can you go, be there to report on it for everybody. That'd be sick. And Have then, some um, new bow. Main Street Cinema is closed until the 27th. Fantasmic is closed until the 14th. Then it reopens. And closes again on the 17th until the 21st. Hopefully that wasn't too confusing. And then the sailing ship Columbia is closed until the 14th. Mark Twain Riverboat will close on the 17th and reopen on the 21st. So basically they're working on the two ships involved in the show. Oh, uh, yeah. That makes so sense. So okay. they can't run the show. 
That makes sense. All right. And then DCA World of Color is still closed until late 2018. Brian thinks possibly early 2019. Just a guess. Uh, The Golden Zephyr closes on the... Well, it's closed now. Closed on the 10th and reopens on the 17th. Nice. You can't spin around on a Zephyr until the 17th. Um, All right. That's it. That is this week at the Disneyland Resort. So now it's time for trivia. 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 Oh, look. The echo's back. That kind of sucked. Yeah, but you're out of practice. I kind of ran out of breath while I was doing it. I should have taken a breath in. True. Trivia. 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 There you go. That's better. All right. Here we go. Trivia time. Hey, is this thing on? Testing. 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 One, two, three. Testing, one, two, three, test, test one, one, two, hey, there we go. Welcome to Brian's Weekly Disneyland Trivia. All right, everybody, it is trivia time. So last week's question was, what was the significance of the name Elias in the store Elias and Company in Disney California Adventure? Um, everybody that sent me an answer got it right. I was very proud of everybody. So I actually got a couple of answers, but they're both correct. I got both the fact that it was Walt Disney's middle name, but that it also was Walt's father's name. But Walt, uh, his father had many jobs throughout his working life. And one of them actually was running a general store. So kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, those are the reasons for Elias in Elias and Company. So we're going to move on to this week's question. And this week's question is our questions <laughs> from Fanex because nobody came up and got gave me the answer to this question. Um, we may not have had a lot of listeners here locally that were able to attend. So I'm going to put this question out for every one of our listeners to be able to answer. And we are going to get you... A prize. Ooh. If you get it right, I will. If you send me an answer, you will get an entry. If it is incorrect, you just get that one entry. If it is correct, you will get two entries. So, boom. Send me those emails. Again, that question, if you do not remember from last week, is what inspired Bob Gurr in his development of the Omnimover slash Doom Buggy ride system? You could also say seashell system. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true because it's used <laughs> in the Little Mermaid attraction as well. So, or the Adventures Through Inner Space system. I was just the Omnimover. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was the Mighty Microscope Mobile. Mm-hmm. I don't know either. It was gone before I was ever, ever able to ride it. But if you know the answer to that question, send me those answers. You're going to be able to get a prize this week. So uh, send them to me. That's Brian, B-R-Y-A-N dot W-O-T-M-S at gmail.com. Awesome. All right. So if that wasn't enough trivia for you, I'm going to give you some more trivia. But a different kind of trivia. Fun fact trivia. So here we go for today in Disney history. Today is September the 12th. Uh, So in 1984, Michael Eisner met with Ray Watson and board member Philip Hawley to try to convince Hawley that 
he is the right choice for Disney's CEO. So he was trying to persuade <laughs> him from the inside that he was the right choice. So whether you love him or diss him, it I happened. knew there was something <laughs> suspicious about that Eisner fella. Uh, and then in 1986, the 3D film Captain EO, starring Michael Jackson, opened in the Magic Eye Theater in Epcot at Walt Disney World. It cost over $17 million to produce, making it the most costly movie to date at about $1 million per minute. You had to pay $12 million of that to Michael Jackson alone. Yeah. Did you really? I don't know. Probably. It wouldn't surprise me. And then uh, Lucasfilm provided more than 150 special effects for the 17-minute movie. You know what I have to say to this Today in Disney History thing? What? Meh. Just for that? Just for EO. Yeah. EO. Sean Sean Rapier loves EO. Well, you know what, Sean Rapier? (laughs) Meh. And I saw somebody at uh, Fanex... Salt Lake Fanatics. Oh, yeah. Wearing a Captain EO shirt. Yeah. That not did like not the... want to be interviewed about Disneyland. Yeah. Like, who wears a Captain <laughs> EO shirt and doesn't, like, really want to be interviewed by a Disneyland podcast? Maybe Terrible. they knew it from Disney World. Yeah. They're like, Disneyland, get over yourself. If that's the case, then I'm glad we didn't interview <laughs> uh, This one's awesome. In 1992, uh, the ABC Network... Began airing episodes of Goof Troop. Yes. That was was one of the best cartoons. I loved that. Um, Part of Disney Afternoons, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, That was a good time. (laughs) It was was a good time. Goof Troop. I think it was Gummy Bears. um, Chip and Dale. It was good stuff. Yeah. Rescue Rangers. Did they have... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then in 2005... Hong Kong Disneyland Park Open. Woo! Michael Eisner and China's Vice President Zheng Qing Hong attend the opening. I would like to know if he said that correctly. Me too. King Hong. Zheng King Hong. Somebody knows? Let us know. <laughs> was, was King Kong based on this guy? <laughs> King Hong. King Hong? I think that's the uh, Asian King Kong. Oh. I didn't know uh, <laughs> the Asian King Kong was China's vice president. <laughs> uh, and then in 2009 at Disney's D23 Expo in Anaheim, Jay Rossolo, chairman of Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, announces Fantasyland at Walt Disney World will undergo an extensive transformation and expansion, tripling in size by 2013. And now we have it. And now we have it. I'm sure in 2009, everybody's like, oh, man, that's so far away. Yeah. And now it's like five years ago. Yeah. Now it's just meh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that is Today in Disney History, September the 12th. Um, before we get on topic, before we get to the meat, the turkey leg of the episode, if you will, <laughs> if you want to support us, there are two, three ways... Three ways. Number one, buy a shirt, shop.spreadshirt.com slash word on the main street. Number two, excuse me. <laughs> I'm drinking a Pepsi. <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, number two, patreon.com slash word on the main street. You can donate money to us. Yay. That's a monthly Everybody thing. Everybody likes that. 
That's a monthly well, thing. At least we do. We love it. We love it. So do it. Do it. All right. And three, just listen and maybe share the podcast with people. I can hear you drinking your ginger ale. <laughs> so my are, word in the mainstream mug. So those are the three ways you can support us. Um, and then if you want to talk to us, phone in at 801-923-2455. That'll go straight to voicemail. Or you can email us. My email is sean, S-E-A-N, dot W-O-T-M-S at gmail.com. And you can reach me once again at brian dot or that's B-R-Y-A-N <laughs> dot W-O-O-T-M-S at gmail.com. Awesome. All right. So the topic today, we uh, we were at Fanix Salt Lake City 2018. Such a good time. If you didn't make it, I encourage you to make it next year because it's a lot of fun. It is awesome. Um, we met Paige O'Hara. If you didn't notice on our Facebook page, I posted a picture with me and Paige O'Hara. I was in it. I was just behind you guys. Yeah. I actually ducked down, so I wasn't in your photo. I appreciate that. But I'm there in spirit. You did so. a good job not making yourself <laughs> visible. It would have been awesome, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, a lot of good stuff, a lot of good panels. Um, we tried to get the audio for these panels that we enjoyed that were Disney related in a way, and we'll probably end up releasing those as special episodes. Ooh, bonus content. Bonus content. There's just, there's a lot of good information in these panels that I wouldn't want people to miss, but if we played everything that we recorded, this episode would be like two or three hours long. Um... Hmm. Maybe we should make it a Patreon, Patreon exclusive. Oh. So there's a panel. Maybe I'll do this Are for this one. Are we gonna make people pay to get our bonus content? Huh? Yes. <laughs> Here, here's the Supporter thing. Here's special. what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. So we'll post the panels. Besides one panel, which okay. will be a Patreon only accessible panel. There you go. That will be talking, uh, not talking, talking, twisted, twisted tunes, twisted tunes. That's a fun one. So there that were a bunch a of voice actors, uh, Jess Harnell, who does Brer Rabbit, Wacko Warner, Brer Rabbit in uh, Splash Mountain. Yes. Wacko Warner. Uh, he does Scary Terry from Rick and Morty, if you he know He does Chili from Doc McStuffins. Chili from Doc McStuffins. Um, he does a lot of voices, and then there was uh, uh, John John DiMaggio, yes, uh, who's Bender from Futurama, yeah, or really Jake from um, from Adventure Time. I don't think he does anything Disney. <laughs> Not I don't that know. I'm aware of. I think he has done something Disney, but he's done a lot. <laughs> yeah, so it's hard to say. Uh, but I'm sure he's poked his head in a Disney project before. I'm sure, maybe here and there. Uh, E.G. Daly. E.G. Daly, who is Buttercup from Powerpuff Girls. Tommy Pickles. Tommy from Pickles. The she was Dottie in uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which I like. <laughs> um, James Arnold Taylor. James Arnold Taylor. He's in the Clone Wars yes, series. He does Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan. Um, yeah. Who else was there? The guy that 
does uh, Snake from Metal Gear Solid. Oh, uh, I can't re- think of his name off the bat. Hefter? David? Uh, I don't know. David Hater. Hater, yes, yes, yes. Anyway, those are like He's a handful a hater, of people though. that uh, were there. There were even more than that. Yeah, there were people that... Uh, Lorraine Newman from Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live. Uh, Manu Bennett Manu made a Bennett special made appearance. <laughs> yeah, so there's a ton of people in this. Uh, so we'll make that a Patreon thing. You can donate a dollar <laughs> and listen to it and then cancel if you want. Yeah. Um, we'll make it a download. So if you just do a dollar... You can download it and then cancel. Boom. There you go. So, anyway. Or you can let that recur month after yeah, month. Yeah, whatever. Maybe we'll come up with <laughs> other special content. Yeah, that's something that we want to do, but it's not something we have promised yet. But this will be the start yes. of something special. <laughs> so, anyway, we, we went to a bunch of panels, um, and we, uh, we walked around, and we talked to a bunch of people. That appeared to be Disney fans. Yes. Um, some of them were really good Disneyland fans. Some of them new... were probably better Disney movie fans. Yes. But, but we, they Disney fans nonetheless. Disney fans, In some yes. respect. Yes. So um, it was just a fun little thing. So we, uh, we interviewed probably like seven to ten people. Something like that. So we're just going to play for you. And some you. of them were like in the same group. Like we'd yeah, have like yeah, a yeah. group of two or a group of three. Yeah. So uh, we're going to go ahead and play you this trivia. Some of them are kind of amusing, I think. Like yeah, they are Some of the fun. things people think were the answers. It was, yeah. It was kind of amusing. Yeah. <laughs> There's one in particular, but I won't spoil it yeah, for you. Yeah, let's let them listen. So here we go. Here is our trivia from Fan X Salt Lake 2018. All right, we're here at Salt Lake Fanex with Lizzie Boo. And she's dressed as Mary Poppins. Oh, awesome! A very good Mary Poppins at that. Very good. Uh, so we just have five trivia questions about Disneyland Park. Okay. You think you can do it? I hope. <laughs> All right. First question: What is Walt Disney's middle name? Elias. My son's actually named Elias after Walter Elias Disney. Nice. She smashed that. Fan. Okay. How many ghosts? Are in the haunted mansion. Like total? Total ghosts. <laughs> Seven. Seven. Uh uh. Ninety-nine. Oh my goodness, that's a lot. Okay, it was way <laughs> off. <laughs> Alright, third question. What's Disneyland's birthday? <sighs> you got this. December sixth? What year? What, what year? Nineteen fifty five? July 17th, 1955. You got the year right. Okay. All right. Fourth question. What are the four train stops the Disneyland Railroad makes? Okay. So there's the main main street, main entrance. There is Tomorrowland, Fantasyland, and... Technically, I want to close, but Adventureland? No, it's not Adventureland. Close. You got. I'm gonna give you fantasy. What? Square. Yes. So you could say Fantasyland or Toontown. I'll take. I'll take either one. So. All right. Where? What is this one? Where would? 
Where would you find the partner statue? Partner statue? Um, uh, wait, is this a Disneyland trivia or Disney California? D- Disneyland it's trivia. Gonna a, it, it's going to be in this, the circle right outside of the castle. Correct, the hub, all right. Well, you didn't get them all right, <laughs> but we're going to give you uh, a decal. We're, we're from a podcast called Word on the Main Street. Uh, so Brian's going to give you just a little something-something for playing. But yeah, thank you very much. Thank you so much. All right, I'm here with... Stephanie. We're here at Fanex Salt Lake City. We're going to ask you five Disneyland-related questions. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. First question, what's Walt Disney's middle name? Oh, God. Um, Walt Disney's middle name? Oh, that... Um, I'm you can not, make something up if you'd like. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. Walt E. Disney. Edward? Close. Elias. Elias? Yep, Elias. Oh, yeah. wow. I did not know that. You learn something new every day, right? <laughs> yes, we do. Every day. <laughs> All right, second question. How many ghosts are in the Haunted Mansion? Haunted Mansion. So there's... There's a lot, actually. There are a lot. There are, there are the... There's the cemetery one. Mm-hmm. It's like all together... I, I would have to say that is mentioned in the movie or I don't know if it's in the movie I don't think so on the right it's mentioned yeah on the right it is mentioned okay I would have to say probably 24 close 999 what 999 (laughs) but there's room for a thousand it's true (laughs) I would love to live in that mansion too that would be amazing all right question number three okay what is Disneyland's birthday? Uh, it's in the, the way, summer. The first question was Walt, yeah. what was Walt Disney's middle name? Yeah, what's Walt? Walt? Elias Disney. Yep. So, Boom. Um, birthday, birthday, summer. Yes. Ooh, it's gotta be either June or July. Yeah. What was that? July 4th? Close. I would have to say July 10th. Even closer, July 17th. Ooh, two days. 1955. Wow, two days after my birthday. Oh, you, wow. you should go celebrate your birthday with Disney's. Yeah, I could, <laughs> we should. That'd be awesome. All right, I have two more questions. Okay. What are the four train stops that the Disneyland train makes? Train stops. Ooh, um, Main Street is one. I know that. Main Street, that's for sure. Um, um, oh, God. Adventureland, Fantasyland. Uh, oh, Tomorrowland? Pretty close. So I'll take Fantasyland. It's Toontown. It's but Toontown. But right on the border. Oh, but right on the border, Toontown. right? Toontown. Right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Toons are fantasy, right? Yeah, right. That's so true. I yeah. mean, like, it's animated, so it's definitely fantasy. From yeah. Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Exactly. And instead of uh, Adventureland, it was New Orleans Square. Interesting. New Orleans Square. New Orleans Square. Yep, right by the mansion. Wow, that's interesting. Jackson Square in New Orleans because Jackson was the defender of New Orleans during the War of 1812. Nice. By the way, the war was still going on when the Battle of New Orleans was fought because according to the Constitution, a treaty is not valid until it has been ratified by the Senate. 
The Boom. treaty was signed December 24th, 1814, but it was ratified by the Senate on February 17th, 1815. Dropping the knowledge. Nice. And I'm a political oh. science minor. He's going into teaching history. Uh-huh. That's right. I That's am. right. <laughs> so Jackson Square in New Orleans. Oh, awesome. All right, one more question. Okay. Where would you find the partner's statue? The partner statue. It's got Mickey and Walt holding hands. I would have to say it's 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 the not entrance? it's not at the end. It should be in the. I don't think it's in the entrance. Um, I, I don't think it's like by the Disneyland Castle. Sleeping Beauty Castle, right. technically. Yes, that's true. I would have to say, I don't know, like well, probably around. It's either got to be in the entrance or towards the exit. Let me put it this way. I would never Benedict Arnold Aurora. Yeah. So the statue is located in the hub, which is right in front of the castle. It's in the hub, right in front of the Disneyland Castle, Sleeping Beauty Castle. That's so cool. I figured it was like either in the entrance or in the cat or like yeah. the castle. By the way, that castle is based on the Schwanstein Castle in Bavaria and we've been there nice. we've seen that castle that's, that's awesome yeah. Yeah, this guy knows his stuff that is so true this is why he's my dad and he's the professor yeah. <laughs> good job dad all right uh brian's got some uh, stuff for you oh, this is just you. a podcast we do called we're on the main street oh, uh good. feel free to check it out we'll uh put you on there and mm-hmm. thank we'll you. have a good time wow. thank you for uh oh, joining wow. us and I today. <laughs> All right. Have a great Fanex. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. All right. We are here with Princess Aurora. Princess Aurora and Princess Tiana. The two princesses. Nice. <laughs> you guys look good. So uh, we're just going to ask you five trivia questions about the Disneyland Park in California. We'll see how you do. Okay. okay. All right. Question number one. What is Walt Disney's middle name? Andrew? I'll give you a hint. Walt E. Disney. Edward? (laughs) Somebody else said Edward. I don't know his middle name. Elwood? Elwood? That sounds like a Walt era name. Yeah, it does sound like an old man name, right? (laughs) Uh, It's Elias. Walt Elias Disney. Um, How many ghosts are in the Haunted Mansion? I remember from the song. There's 99 or 100. 101? 100. Because you'd be the 101. Is that right? Yeah. 100. So close. It's 999. But there's room for that. All right. Question number three. Are you guys ready for this? All right. What is Nineteen fifty. Nineteen sixty. Nineteen fifty-five. Do you know? Uh, do you know? <laughs> yeah, you guys together. You guys got that right, right? All right. So, what are the four train stops that the Disneyland train makes at the Disneyland Resort? It's Toontown, Fantasyland, Tomorrow. No. Frontierland and I don't know the last one. What do you think? 
I don't know. <laughs> so you were close. And actually, one of your answers was a train stop. She said adventure. No, yeah, she, you said Frontierland, right? Yeah. So Frontierland actually used to be a stop at Disneyland, but they changed it. So it is now New Orleans Square, um, Toontown. You got Toontown. Uh, and then Tomorrowland and Main Street, USA. Main Street. Yep, that was one. <laughs> yeah. I could have known that one. You guys are doing all right. You're doing all right. <laughs> Last question. Are you guys ready for this? Yes. I'm very scared, yes. <laughs> Where would you find the partner's statue at Disneyland? Main Street. Yeah, in the middle. It's in the center. Yep. You guys are correct. It is in the hub. So you guys got a couple of the questions correct. Um, we just want to give you these okay. consolation prizes. Thank you. All right. I am here at Fanex Salt Lake with Cody Lawakin. Welcome, Cody. He's dressed like an aquabat. That's pretty, pretty dope. Shoes, shorts, rash guard. You're, you're what? I'm just missing the belt. Yep, looks good. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got five trivia questions for you about the Disneyland Park. Okay. Are you ready? I'll try my best. All right. Question number one. Let me try and remember. Oh, yeah, okay. Question number one. What is Walt Disney's middle name I just had it and it just left my head I'll give you a hint Walt E. Disney I don't want you to make fun of me Ed. <laughs> E I believe in you Ernest? Close Elias Oh Elias <laughs> Walt Elias Disney I don't know why I said Ernest <laughs> Question number two. How many ghosts are in the Haunted Mansion? You're going to hate me because I've never been on the Haunted Mansion my whole life going to Disneyland. That's a sad... So I, I, can't, I can't answer that. There I've are, never been on it. There are 999 happy haunts oh, okay. in the Haunted Mansion, but there's room for a thousand. Any volunteers? No. A thousand ghosts? <laughs> yeah, you want to volunteer? Yeah, I could be a ghost. <laughs> All right, question number three. What four stops does the Walt Disney train make at the Disneyland Park? How many, where do they stop or how many? Where do they stop? The train. I know one of them is, it's in the boulevard area, is it? The, like the entrance of the park or? Main Street? Yeah, Main Street. Correct. So Main Street, uh, does it go to Adventureland? Maybe. Adventureland. What else? Two more. Okay. <laughs> so I got two, right? Fantasyland. And one more. Okay. Alright, I know it's not in Tomorrowland, so we can cross that out. Is it Tomorrowland? Yeah. Okay. Oh, never mind. Okay, there we go. So, Adventureland was incorrect. It's oh, New Orleans Square. Oh, New, or New Orleans Square, okay. And then Fantasyland, Toontown, same Toontown. thing. I give that to you. So you got three out of three. 
three out of it's, it's been eight years no 10 years since i've been to disneyland park but i will be going in november so so you'll be able to experience all of this just uh mainland disney i only have enough time for that so yeah just doing the main park that's all that matters right all right question number four i think it's four yeah yeah four all right what is disneyland's birthday another one i just had in my head that i just dropped it's a spring birthday, isn't it? Summer. Summer birthday. I'll give you that hint. Okay. Is it August? No. July? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Narrowing it down. July 7th? Very close. 8th? Nope. 6th? Nope. 9th? Nope. <laughs> All right, I give up on The 17th. Oh, 17th. Okay, just had that one in front of that. Do you know what year? He was born... This is the park's birthday. I know. <laughs> and you would think, oh, it's 18... E- no. I'm just going to say 1886? 1955. 1955. That, oh, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I participated in some adult beverages earlier, so I'll admit I'm kind of a little down. All right, last question. Are you ready for this? Uh, I'll try my best. Where is the partner statue located? The partner statue. It's uh, Walt Disney and Mickey holding hands. Is it? It's in front of the castle. Correct. Correct. High five. Uh, at least I know that because I do remember getting a picture taken in front of it when I was a little kid. So I do remember that one for sure. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Cody. Here's a little consolation prize. It's going right on my uh, my car when I uh, when I get to my car later. Dang straight. High five. All right, we're here at Salt Lake Fanex with Maui, shapeshifter, demigod, hero to all mankind, you know, men, women. It's not a guy-girl thing. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Understand. Um, so, are you a fan of the Disney parks? Ooh, yes. My favorite is probably Disney France. I've been to all the parks except for um, Hong Kong. Ah, oh, nice. I was actually in Tokyo this oh, year. Really? Oh, I love Tokyo. They have some good stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. So we got five trivia questions based on the Disneyland Resort. Okay. Uh, so the first one, what is, well, I guess this isn't a resort question, but what is Walt Disney's middle name? Lex, I don't know. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. Walt E. Disney. Is it Ern? Ernie? No. Ernest? No, I don't know. Elias. Elias? Ooh, okay. All right, question number two. How many ghosts are in the Haunted Mansion? Oh, my gosh. I knew this one. I wish your wife was here. <laughs> um, I want to say, no, it's got to be 999. Correct. Good job. Yes, Good job. I, was gonna say thousand, <laughs> but I knew it wasn't. It was like, it's not 1,000. All right, third question. What's Disneyland's birthday? Seven. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was pretty close, pretty close. <laughs> yes. July close. 17th, 1955. Yeah, see, I, I, I knew it. I, I mean, demigod. So you knew uh, it. Yeah, yeah, I knew you it. were pretty close with that seven. So, uh, so number four, where are the four Disneyland train stops? So, say it again. The four Disneyland train stops. The four Disneyland train stops, of course, you have Main Street. You have, ooh, that one's a tricky one. Of course, Tomorrowland. Then we'll go... I want to say the French Quarter. Okay, and then last one would be no. 
Toontown. Correct. Good job, man. I think you're the first person to get them all right that we've talked to. So. Uh, the last question, where will you find the partner statue at Disneyland? Partner statue? I want to say in the middle right in front of the Cinderella's castle. Correct. Correct. So you got four out of five questions. How do you oh, feel? Nice. <laughs> uh, better. If his wife was here, she would get like all five of them and win like a million bucks. So. Awesome. Well, we got uh, just a little consolation prize for you. Uh, we do a little podcast called Word on the Main Street. So. Word on the Main Street. So uh, thank you for playing. <laughs> You're welcome. Have a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I see what you did there. <laughs> all right. So we're here at Fanex, uh, Salt Lake, uh, with uh, what's your name? Aurora. Aurora. Ariel. Ariel. Uh, from Marty McFly. And Marty McFly. Wow. All right, so we're going to do some uh, trivia with you guys after we take this lovely picture. <laughs> All right, so uh, the first question is, what is Walt Disney's middle name? I feel like a fake fan. <laughs> oh, you're good. What about you? I feel like a fake fan, too. Oh, my gosh. Uh... Just a wild guess, Jacob. Jacob, I'll give you a hint. Walt E. Disney. Walt E. Disney? I have no idea. Yeah. Aaron. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's Elias. Oh, wow. That's Walt Elias Disney. Name. Yeah, it's uh, his name. I think that's his father's, his father's uh, first name. So. Oh, okay. Uh, second question. Oh, geez. Sorry. Second question. How many ghosts are in the Haunted Mansion? Five. Five. Twelve. Twelve? Twenty. Twenty. Close. They're all very close. Close. 999 happy haunts. But there's always room for a thousand if you want to volunteer. All right. So what is Disneyland's birthday? Walt Disney's birthday? Uh, the, The park's birthday. Oh, I'm not sure about the park's birthday, but I do know Walt Disney's birthday. What is it? December 5th. We share the same birthday. Oh, nice. Do you, do you know what the park's birthday is? I don't know what the park's birthday is, but I did know what Walt <laughs> Disney's birthday was. Uh, I sort of know it. Uh, July something, 1960-something. Close. July 17th, 1955. That's my birthday. July 17th, that's my birthday. Yeah, then you need to go to Disneyland to yeah, celebrate, right? I've been to Disneyland. <laughs> You gotta go on your birthday, right? Uh, I wish. <laughs> We're giving Ariel credit for knowing Walt's birthday, though. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. Impressive. You get credit. All right. Where are the four train stations? Yeah, the four train stations. I have no idea. <laughs> this, would, this would totally help if we've been to Disneyland more than a couple times. Uh, there's one right as you enter the park. There's like one in the back, and I think two on the side, I think. That's, that's good effort. Uh, so there's one on Main Street, which which you got. Uh, one in New Orleans Square by the Haunted Mansion. One in Toontown. And then one in Tomorrowland. So, dropping some knowledge for you guys. And uh, what's the last partner question? Statue. Oh, right, right, right. Where can you find the partner statue, which is uh, Walt and Mickey holding hands? I believe it's right after the entrance in the castle, so it's like one of the first things that you see. It's close to the middle, but it's like near the entrance, the main entrance. It's like surrounded by that garden of all those really pretty flowers. I remember It's that. right at the end of Main Street where like it just expands out into like the park. You guys got that right. So uh, here's some consolation prizes. I th- actually, we should give Ariel 
the bigger prize because she got Walt Disney's birthday, right? She dropped some knowledge. It's just a Mickey Mouse pin set. Congrats. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for playing. All right, I'm here at Fanex Salt Lake with... The official Goofy of Salt Lake City. Huzzah. All right, we got some uh, Disney Disney slash Disney Park trivia for you. Five questions. Are you ready? Yep. All right, question number one. What is Walt Disney's middle name? Elias. Darn tootin'. All right, question number two. How many ghosts are in the Haunted Mansion? 999, but there's always room for one more. Yeah, I knew she'd do good. All right, third question. How many stops? Oh, sorry, what? What's Disneyland's birthday? July, oh God, here we go. July 17, 1955? Yeah, good job. Yep. Awesome. Uh, what are the four train stations at Disneyland Park? Frontier, Main Street, Tomorrowland, and Adventureland. So you were close. Yeah. So there's Main Street, yeah. New Orleans Square, Square. Toontown, yes, and uh, Tomorrowland. Yeah. Awesome. And then uh, where would you find the partner statue? The partner statue is uh, located in the middle near the Sleeping Beauty Castle. Correct. Good job, Goof. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got a couple uh, prizes for you. Of course. A uh, couple uh, Mickey Mouse buttons. <laughs> business card and uh, just a vinyl for your car if you choose to put that on there. Just put that in the bag right here and I'll make sure to get that once I get back to my little homing shack. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for playing. Enjoy Fanex and uh, got anything to say to our listeners? I'd like for all of you folks to look out for me in 2019 at the 2019 D23 Expo in Anaheim, California. Awesome. Thank you so much. You have a great rest of your con. You bet. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that trivia. Wasn't that fun? <laughs> there was one answer in there. I can't remember if it, it was like uh, it was Disneyland's birthday and somebody said 18 something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Um, but good. Good try, yeah, guys. There were a lot of good efforts. I mean, a lot of people don't really know some of these things like. Walt's first name, or first name, that'll be easy. (laughs) What (laughs) is Walt Disney's first name? (laughs) His middle name, that's not really that well known by a lot of people, so. That surprises me. Like, I tried to do what I thought would be super easy Disneyland answers, which may be a little edge of difficulty. Yeah. But uh, maybe it's just because we talk about Disney, we're Disney, like, weirdos. That's probably a good way to put it. And to me, it seems like... Super easy stuff. Yeah. But to everybody else. I love that we had like a couple people that were like right on the cusp oh, of yeah. getting the uh, <laughs> ghosts. Yeah. They were like 99. <laughs> like, no, add another nine to that. You've got it. <laughs> but anyway, it was really fun to go through and do that. It's almost kind of like you see some of these late night shows where they go out and interview people trying uh-huh. to get their answers and usually ends up being pretty hilarious these ones weren't super hilarious but it was kind of fun to see the different different people's levels of um knowledge were i mean goofy super goof the the super goof or whatever (laughs) she wanted to go by or he she 
she. It's Donna. Um, I know Donna it, is I, her name. I know it was a she, but I'm saying it because it's oh, goofy. Cause goof. cause, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I knew it was a lady. <laughs> that was apparent. But uh, but yeah, she she knew her stuff. Yeah, she did. Uh, I actually see her quite often at these uh, conventions. Uh, it's obviously because she's a Disney fan, and so are you. Yes. So you guys are usually so we're always in the same. And I always try and get front, and she's always in the front. We always end up talking. Uh, so if you guys once saw, I saw her walking around, I'm like, we got to interview her. Yeah. And if you guys saw Sean's opening Facebook Live video when he got to Comic Con, um, Stitch that he met. Yeah. That, that was, was her. Donna. <laughs> so. Thank you guys for interviewing with us. Yeah, and being I hope a part that of our some podcast. of you guys that answer these questions are listening now, and yeah. hopefully we can keep you as listeners. Yeah, and hope you guys learned something. Yeah. That, that was probably the main goal, was to teach people a little more about the Disneyland Resort. Yeah, which I think we did. Yeah. But then we got schooled by that history teacher. <laughs> like he was, he was dropping all sorts of historical knowledge. That guy was awesome. He was. That'll be you one day. His daughter looked like she was slightly embarrassed part of the time. But don't be. Yeah, don't be. That was awesome. Dropping some knowledge. All right. So uh, that was that was good. That was um, the trivia portions that we we did uh, just walking around the convention hall. Um, so again, thanks everybody that that answered those questions, and a big thanks to Supergoof. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's see. So next up is this is the the gem. Yeah, this is the thing I was looking forward to most about going to Comic Con. So uh, oh, sorry, Fanex, Fanex, Salt Lake. Yes. So uh, we got the opportunity to uh, sit down. I guess stand around a table <laughs> with uh, Josh Shipley, who is a former Disney Imagineer, and he's also the uh, chief creative officer for Evermore Park here in Utah. Which, after you listen to this interview, you're going to want to, if you don't live here, you're going to want to come check this out. Oh, yeah. And I know people this all is over be great. That, are, that have been watching this. Um, I think Ken from um, The Sweep Spot. Yeah, I see him retweeting yeah. um, Shipley and Evermore Park accounts. Um on and off. So oh, yeah. So uh, it's got quite a bit of recognition so yeah. far. And it's not even open yet. It doesn't nope. open until the 20th. September 20th is when it will open. Uh, but uh, let's not waste any time. We'll let you listen to what Josh has to say, both about working at Disney and uh, his upcoming project. Well, his current project. Yes. That's coming up for the rest of us soon. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, folks, we're here with uh, Josh Shipley here at Fanex Salt Lake at the Evermore, uh, what do you call it, booth? Experience. Sure. Experience. Yeah. <laughs> if, we're, if we're backstage, we'll say booth. But if we're on stage, we'll say this is the Evermore Experience at Fanex. And it's pretty cool. What do you think, Brian? <laughs> I think this is going to be amazing. I'm excited to see the park open here. Uh, later on this month, right? Uh, pretty soon, actually. Uh, I mean, the, can we say when we're recording this? I know it'll take you a while to like post, right? Oh, this will probably go out in a week or so. Uh, okay, so uh, by the time you're listening to this, we already had our big Fan X party at the park on the 8th. 
And then uh, the actual grand opening date for Evermore in the park itself is on September 20th. We That's pretty really soon. close. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so before we get into Evermore, of course, we are a Disney podcast. That's right. You are. You are. <laughs> so we want to talk a little bit about your uh, Disney background, uh, what, you, what you've done for Disney. So uh, how long ago did you start doing Imagineering at Disney? Uh, I actually started at Walt Disney Imagineering in 1996. And before that, I actually was a ops cast member on the Great Movie Ride in Florida starting in 1992. Nice, and that's long gone now. Well, yeah. <laughs> you had to bring that up, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, but that was, my, that was my first home. I grew up in California, but uh, started my actual Disney career in Florida. Nice. So uh, what notable projects have you uh, worked on for Disney? Well, the... The first project I was a part of, just in the, the grander sense of the, the team entity in 1996 was Animal Kingdom, at least that's what I came in initially working on. And then uh, every park that we opened uh, subsequently after that, I was in some way, shape or form involved, uh, you know, smaller levels on, you know, early uh, concept work, even just, you know, uh, graphic production development, things like that, uh, but all of the parks from 96 forward, and then throughout that time also being involved with all of our other parks. So really before I left Walt Disney Imagineering in 2017, I had had some level of involvement in all 13. 13? 12. What are we at? 13? Which A lot. <laughs> 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 but, that, but that just did. It. it was like it, you'd, you'd, you'd rack them up and you'd be like, okay, what? This is now like Shanghai is going to, like I'm talking about right now. It's like, you know, this is number whatever. I, I only say that because, sorry, I'm going to skip back to Evermore just for a moment here. Evermore is our Disneyland. So Evermore right now in Utah is number one. There's one Evermore that's being created. We have every intention in the future of there being multiple Evermores. And so in my brain, I think about that in terms of like, okay, Disneyland, 63 years old, 63. I'm getting that number right, right? Um, how many years did it take, right, to get that many theme parks around the globe? We'll probably have Evermores pop up a little more steadily because they're not as, as giant in terms of acreage. But... Uh, I don't know. I'm just thinking forward. Sorry. I don't know. Problem. Did you have any questions, I'm Brian? Living in both worlds right now. Still, my 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 emotional passion is very much growing up Disney. My professional passion right now is Evermore. So it's both sides. Still. Yeah. How long ago did you actually leave the Disney company? Um, I left. I, I walked out of Imagineering on my last day of September 5th, 2017, and so that was just two days from when we're recording this two days ago a year ago that's awesome for you yeah yeah no and it's been it's been non-stop just getting evermore ready for this opening coming up did you brian did you have any questions so going back to your disney imagineering days did you get an opportunity to like mentor under any of the imagineers that helped with the park in its beginning uh, not with disneyland specifically in in terms of that opening um, although there, you know, there was opportunity to meet uh, some of those Disney legends, um, you know, early in those years, it was, 
uh, you know, we had Mark Davis that was still around, and they'd come through Imagineering, so we got to meet Mark and uh, Alice, and uh, even Ward Kimball was there one day. I had him sign my Imagineering book. He was hesitant. He didn't want to sign it. He's like, why do you want me to sign this? All I did was some stuff on Epcot. And I'm like, yeah, and you're Ward Kimball. And so he signed that. Um, John Hench was still working there when I was there, and I had actually talked to him from time to time on different project-related stuff. And uh, so those kind of Imagineers were just barely still around, but not necessarily in a state of being mentored by. Uh, my mentor for almost the vast majority of my career there was Tony Baxter, who's you know second-generation Disney legend from Imagineering. And, uh, and we've still remained very close friends to this day, and he's been watching what we're doing now quite closely. So, Has he uh, done any advising or anything with Evermore? Yes. <laughs> I think I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> but it, it's things like from design aesthetics. I mean, you, as you look around here in the tavern we're standing in right now, this is the booth. I mean, this is Create booth. The experience. This is created for FanX. This is for us to come through and be able to tell you about Evermore and things like that. In the park itself, where the hard structures exist, the European village and the gardens that are all there in that park, um, there was a lot of design influence uh, on Tony's part because we would we would reach out to him actually and say, "Hey, so uh, when you were working on this fantasy element and this kind of ye olde European element, uh, what are some good techniques that you had discovered along the way in terms of how?" Uh, pillars and timbers might look a little bit uh, uh, aged, more more lived in, and he gives a lot of advice in terms of that, which we we have always directly implemented into what's at Evermore. The actual real tavern. I mean, this is the recreation here. The real tavern at Evermore has uh, a lot of of Tony input in terms of how things look aesthetically. So you know it's going to be good. Yeah, <laughs> of course. So I have, I personally have one more uh, Disney question for you. Um, were there any projects you worked on that never actually saw daylight at the Disney parks? Yeah, tons. And I can't speak to any of those. <laughs> well, but honestly, I mean, when you're in, you know, by the by the last big chunk of my career at Imagineering, you know, I was, I was within. Uh, a creative development capacity and you wear many different hats depending on what the project is and, and where you're moving along with it but when you're in that blue sky arena and you're in pitch mode I mean a rough average is you know you'll be throwing out 90% or you'll be you'll be throwing out ideas and maybe 90% are thrown out and I just mean from the sense of good ideas, a lot of creativity, you're surrounded by creativity, you're surrounded by storytellers, you're constantly coming to the table and saying, what if, what if, what if, what if? And some of them are more polished than others, but within all of that what ifs, you know, every now and then something gets pulled out and it starts to find more traction and then it gets built. I don't mean that as any level of like a disparaging percentage, it's just the nature of a creative environment. So there are a lot of projects that we had gone through serious development or smaller stages that uh, either I feel very passionate about and I hope someday come to light or for some reasons I know won't. Uh, interestingly enough, a little bit of an offshoot. In my first few years at Imagineering, 
I had actually pitched the idea of uh, bringing a certain ski resort that Walt had worked on back to the forefront. I I don't know why I'm so cautious. I still I'm still I'm still like you know I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. But the thing is, okay, so I'd gone in and said let's let's revisit Mineral King and Independence Lake. And uh, at that point in time, it wasn't really of, a, of of any interest to pursue. But at that point in time, I was looking at the Utah market because of the upcoming Winter Olympics. There's already an international airport here. The infrastructure of the northern Utah was all being, you know, retooled to be able to handle all of the, the people coming here. There's a, a huge family market in the state of Utah. And uh, so many people here travel to Disneyland and have annual passes because they're frequent visitors to Disneyland. So I was coming to the table with all of these reasons why I thought this would be a good market for, for that to exist. And uh, it just wasn't the right time. So ironically, here I am in Utah. I'm no longer with Disney, but I'm building a themed entertainment park in the market that I was actually trying to uh, get everybody to take consideration in. And uh, now that takes us to Evermore, right? Yeah. Takes us to Evermore, and we're still good on time. Yeah, we're still good on time. <laughs> I say that because for you listeners, we have a Evermore panel coming up very shortly. So, um, yeah. So now here we are at Evermore, and what's great about Evermore, I reference the fact that you know Disneyland was the first of its kind. Uh, we don't necessarily put ourselves on any pedestal in that way. Disneyland is is the crown jewel. You know, we all love Disneyland. In 1955, and even if you were to go back to when the Disneyland TV show first launched in '54 not a lot of people understood what a Disneyland was. You know, comparisons would be amusement parks and fairs and, you know, you look at the history of Coney Island and so that was everybody's point of reference and, you know, Walt stuck to his guns. Even even his own brother with Roy was questioning, you know, why why do you want to do this? Because there's a there's this perception of what that market was and Walt was consistently saying, no, I'm going to I'm going to change this. We kind of feel that way about Evermore. There's a certain degree of this hasn't been done before. And so we're taking a lot of ambitious risks to create this new product. So a lot of times people will, a lot of times, many times, every day, especially at a convention like this, people say, okay, no, I don't get it. What is Evermore? And we'll do our best. We'll give some explanations. You know, it's a living experience park. It's a giant stage. It's theater, immersive theater. But what's hard to explain is what is Evermore because it doesn't exist yet. It's Disneyland pre-July 17th. Everybody knows what Disneyland is. Oh yeah, Disneyland, it's this, it's that. Our hope is that once we open and people experience Evermore, they'll start coming and then the word will continue to spread and people will start saying, oh, is this like Evermore? So we're making a lot of new uh, definitions in in the way that you experience this type of venue. I know that's still being very vague, <laughs> and you you can ask me any questions you want, but but it's true. There's a lot that it's hard to draw comparisons to. And if if I were to choose a a high end of just storytelling entertainment, it's a little Westworld-ish, in the sense of you know those who would go to visit Westworld 
go to have an experience and to be consumed by the experience and interact with everything around them. And that is our goal with Evermore, just not so violent and, and inappropriate in that way. But the idea is you cross the gates of Evermore and you have stepped into this world and everybody there is from Evermore and you are expected to also interact in that way. So I've heard, walking around the park, hey, not the park, <laughs> yeah. the convention, um, I've actually heard people say, what is Evermore? And their yeah. friend would be like, oh, it's a dinner theater. Or <laughs> somebody else said, I think it's like a haunted house. Uh, so when people go on September 20th and beyond, of course, yes. uh, what are they to experience? Well, so we are opening with one of our three seasonal events. Uh, if you are to consider it a three-act story structure, we are opening in Act 2 which is a little awkward to come in at The Empire Strikes Back. But uh, but each of our events run for almost a two-month period. So if we, if we were to be starting in that proper manner, which 2019 will conduct itself that way, it would be summer, which is called Mythos. And it is a very, um, almost a Shakespearean fantasy woodland type of a backdrop. There's a story that threads throughout the village and there's a reason for why things are happening and you become a part of that story and you help even write that story each day while you are there and as you become a part of it. The next event which is what we're opening with is called Lore. That's all the you know it's during the Halloween season but it's Celtic lore in its basis. A lot of what you're seeing here we're standing next to a dwarf character who's actually a, a year-round character but um, there are many elements we brought here to FanX that are more frightening, and that is because we are opening with our frightening uh, version of the story. And then we end the year with Aurora around our European village in a very Dickensian uh, atmosphere and backdrop. Um, I, I'm hesitant to give too many story beats because that's what we want people to discover and create as they are there. Many of our actors uh, that are here at FanX to engage with our guests are actually treating this very much like a dress rehearsal because they're getting to practice uh, looking people in the eyes and talking about the portal is opened and the exploration and the parasite that's coming through. And they're using a lot of buzzwords that we have in our story. I mean, just looking now at some of our characters that are walking around as I'm saying this. And as they're doing this, they're having to, you know, through a lot of improv, they're having to gauge, well, for one, does the person want to have a conversation? They, I, I say that because not everybody who comes to Evermore has to jump in and be fully engaged. You can, you can stand back and be passive and watch this all take place, but if you're willing to jump in and talk about who you are, you know, I've, I've hearkened from whatever such land. I came from a portal on the other side of this world However, you've created your backstory and your character. All of our Evermore characters um, are embracing that as reality as well because they live in a place where magic has become real and they are willing to believe anything you might step through the gates with. Then it is also their job to help conduct and guide the story because during lore there is a particular story that is being told. So they can accept your input and how you're playing with all this, but they also have to keep you within the guide rails of what the lore story is. Because when you're done talking to an elf, you might encounter a goblin next, and 
the information that you glean from that elf could end up meaning something to that goblin. It doesn't necessarily have to, but because all of these actors are very much a family and a team the way they work, they will also know the way that information continues to be created and birthed out of the story each night. And they can say, you know, you were talking to this character. Did they tell you anything about the witch? Like, what do you, yeah, they told us to watch out for the witches. Ah, you know, you, 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 you can't buy into the rumors too much. And, you know, so it's that kind of thing. It's a constant, steady stream of storytelling each night. I'll also add that this is a very, very robust, smart park. So a lot of the work that's gone into this is all underground right now in terms of truly being underground, conduit, wiring, all that kind of thing. Because the way we're building the park out, especially through the use of technology and propping, is if you are one that fully engages in quests with Evermore and continues to return, because you've embraced the story, you've embraced your character, you've created your avatar and your persona, the park, I should back up, I say the characters as well as the park will actually start to know you. So it's crazy. Yeah. Well, and, and this isn't just a pipe dream. This is what we've built. It will roll out gradually because we have to, we have to test adjust. We have to see how it reacts with people. We have to see how the actors take cues. So we're going to be learning this ourselves. But when all of this is going at its proper pace, uh, if you come through and you've formed a guild with you know, the Dark Bloods or the, or the Black Hearts and you've decided to come in and quest on a certain night, you might actually gain more experience to your character that night and the forests will know it and that will shimmer and react with lighting and the music based on you as a personality and an individu individual. That's pretty crazy. It is crazy. So basically with this park, you could go every day and have it be a totally new experience. Yeah, absolutely you could. It's the, I mean, using lore as that example, I mean, you would come in and it's always going to be the fact that this portal has opened and there's a parasitic world that has come in and is causing an infection in the woods and the forest. That's kind of the, the, the generalization. That's going to be true throughout lore, but your interactions will shift and change and, and mold that every single day. I mean, you can come into our, the bartender Suds and he'll, he'll be ready to engage you with the thought that, you know, maybe you're a first time visitor, but the second he realizes or even recognizes you in return, all of that evolves and changes because that's not just a matter of Suds hitting the repeat button and, and it becoming Groundhog Day for him again. It's no, the last time you were here, we talked about this. I mean, and obviously that has to come into a lot of character interaction and play, but the idea being it's not that reset every day. It really is an evolution and a building upon that world. And so it can actually evolve every single day. So you can actually build relationships with that, the characters. That is what we hope for. That's pretty... Well, and, okay, with that said, in the what we hope for realm, because uh, we've had a lot of people here at FanX, I mean, I'm looking around at just people visiting... Cosplay is awesome here at FanX in Salt Lake. And people have asked, um, are you going to allow costumes? I had somebody say, you know, they, they, tried, <laughs> they tried to give me the lecture yesterday about how Disney doesn't allow costumes and all this kind of stuff. And I said, yeah, but you're probably Disney bound, right? And she's like, oh, yes. <laughs> and I said, I'm, I'm very fully aware, <laughs> aware of the, the culture of what, you know, what costuming you know, is allowed within those parameters. 
And I said, we encourage it. We want people to come in costume. Obviously, there are some safety things, you know, full face masks, any real weaponry, that kind of stuff we have to be more cautious about. But we want people, we encourage people to come develop a character. I mean, if somebody has a, you know, a, a, you know, a bunch of costumes that they've developed and they just want to come and show them off, that's great. We want them to always feel welcome that they can do that. But if somebody develops a character and they continue to plus that costume and that character and they keep returning and building that character, we want them to become a uh, part of the world of Evermore. They're visiting from another place, but we want them to come in and be a part of that. We want that to be the active culture at Evermore to the point where you might start feeling out of place if you're not doing something to try and fit in. I took our CEO, Ken, down to the uh, Renaissance Fair in Los Angeles a few months back. And uh, the, we were there for some other events. And, and uh, before we left, he goes, so should we get some kind of like a, a costume or something? I said, no, 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 no costume. But I did that on purpose. We could have gone out and gotten a poofy shirt or something, right? And, and I told him no on purpose because what I wanted him to observe was what it felt like to be at a, at a big renaissance fair in just casual clothes. And we were there maybe a half hour before he turned to me and he said, I feel like I'm ruining the story. And I mean, he's right, but that was the whole point. Well, I want that forevermore too. I want people to say, hey, you know what? We can of course go in our, in our jeans and t-shirts, but if I just put on this or that, I'm going to be a part of that world even more. That's pretty awesome. I like the interactivity yeah. and the, uh, I don't know what, <laughs> yeah. but uh, it's, it just sounds so immersive. Well, well, and I'm sure that any of your listeners as well as both of you right now, you know, we're talking about this and instead of like, oh yeah, I totally get it. No, <laughs> all of this conversation makes you go, oh cool, what is it? Yeah. And that goes back to what I was saying. Once we're open, I think people will start understanding because they're going to start drawing the comparisons to Evermore. So uh, how much time do we got left with you? We got about five minutes. All right. So I'm going to ask you real quick because uh, a lot of people are probably curious. Um, how much is it going to cost to get into the park? Do you guys have like an annual pass? Uh, what's, what's that going to be like? So um, I'll, I'll harken back to what I was saying a little bit earlier about always thinking that Utah was a good prime market for this type of thing. When I say this type of thing, I don't mean evermore directly. I mean themed entertainment, something to do with your family and all of that. So we are pricing it based on our desire for people to be able to consume this as much as possible. So with that said, um, there is a... A garden pass for daytimes. There is, I, I can't quote the exact price on that only because I don't know right off the top of my head. Right off the top of my head, hat. I'm looking at a hat <laughs> literally over your shoulder. Um, but uh, there is an annual garden pass, and that, that is only for the daytimes. The daytimes are all lush and beautiful gardenscapes, and there's concessions and cafes, and there's some storytelling characters. The annual pass for that is $45. That pass then includes discounting on all of the evening events and shows year-round during that time. Um, the evening events, which I will say the reason why Evermore is being built is for these evening shows. I mean, this is everything that's driving us. Um, if you were to come to Lore, 
uh, Cursed Lore, which is the scary version in the, in the evening, an adult ticket is $34. And then a, well, you know what, there are, there are children and senior and military and student pricing. I can't quote those because I also <laughs> don't know what those are. But as the high end, like just a general admission ticket is $34. And then that is the full you know, story experience throughout, throughout the evening, like going to a live theatrical production. Awesome, and people can go to evermorepark.com? Evermore.com. You might be there. able to get there with evermorepark.com as well, but evermore.com. Yeah, and all the information is there. Then there's all of our social media channels. All the social media channels are Evermore Park. So. Awesome, awesome. Anything else? So with you guys opening with the Halloween season, I know it's probably going to be kind of geared towards the scarier side. How will this handle with littler children? It's almost like I asked you to ask me that question <laughs> because uh, because going back to what is this market here? A lot of families, a lot of kids coming even through our booth here, lots of kids. So what we have is we have uh, two events in the evening. One is called Magical Lore, which is in the dusk hours, 5 to 7.30 range. That is meant to be a more friendly haunt. Kids should have a little bit of courage worked up to come but when they leave they should feel like they accomplished something and they were brave so nothing that is meant to really scare them it's just supposed to be fun i like to always think more towards like a uh, a norman rockwell feel of halloween or you know meet me in st louis type feel you know that has it has a, a kind of a wholesome halloween feel to it so that's magical lore then as magical lore um, exits out the park there's a slight reset time just to make sure that those kids aren't in the park <laughs> because Cursed Lore starts at 8 p.m. and runs till 11 or midnight, depending on the day of the week. And Cursed Lore is scary. And we've had a lot of d discussions this week about how to set that age. I mean, do we say no one under such certain age, or do we just allow bad parenting to exist? <laughs> it, or good parenting, I guess, depending on how you look at it, right? But we've had a lot of discussions over that matter as to whether or not we should be controlling that element but for that purpose, we, we do have two lore events. Now, the rest of the year, it's not, it's not a haunt. It's not a scary thing. It's all you know, magic and beauty and wonder and all those kind of things around the story. So there's no you know, age restrictions and things like that the rest of the year. Awesome. All right. Well, I guess you have a panel to get I to. I do. i got to run to the panel and discuss this kind of stuff in front of more people. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, Josh, for uh, doing an interview with us. And, guys, if you want to check out Evermore Park, it does open September 20th. Uh, go to evermore.com and uh, check out Evermore Park on social media. Yeah. Any last words? You can follow me on social media at Shipleyland. But it, <laughs> but but I would say Evermore is more important. Shouldn't it be Shiplymore? Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for uh, taking the time, and we'll uh, hopefully talk to you later. Thanks, guys. All right, folks, that was the interview with Josh Shipley from I Disney. I thoroughly enjoyed oh, that. Previous Disney Imagineer. Yes. Um, but hopefully you guys enjoyed hearing about both his work at Disney and what he's doing now. Yeah. Uh, it sounds pretty sick. Oh, yeah. This is going to be something to behold when it is complete. Yeah. Um, we all, after we had done, done this interview, uh, Sean and I had gone to a panel 
about Evermore and about what's gone into it, what we can expect from um, Evermore as it opens and people are able to go in. And it's it's just going to be amazing how detailed this is. If you oh, go yeah. and look at an overhead view of the map, you can see some Disney influence, I think, oh, in, yeah. in the map. Maybe even some hidden Mickeys, at least to my eyes. Maybe they're more wishful Mickeys than hidden Mickeys. Uh-huh. But I, I'm really excited for this park to open. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, it looks like they have like a full train that goes around the park. Uh-huh. Um, uh, we're, we'll probably post the the uh, audio from the panel we went to, the first panel. I don't think we got the audio of the second panel. See, and I didn't go to that first panel, so uh, I didn't know that you got that. Yeah. So uh, either way, um, I don't know if on this interview he talked about it, but maybe he did. We're trying to recall from when yeah. he actually did the interview. Because I think... Uh, this is a little bit of behind the magic of podcasting. <laughs> We're inserting the audio from this separately. Yeah. So we didn't just recently listen to it. Um but uh, the more you go, the more your character builds up. Yeah, you can create your own character and like personality within the park. Yeah. And the more you go as this character, the more the characters of Evermore are going to know about you and be able to react to you yeah. and how you present yourself in the park, whether you're good, whether you're bad, um, kind of be able to build a little bit of a... An evermore reputation. Yeah, and it sounds like based on your level, different things will interact differently with you. Yeah. So it just sounds pretty awesome. Like, sounds like there's a reason to keep going. Yeah. Um, I, I like the fact that contrary to what Disney does, they encourage dress up. Yeah. Like, they want you to. I mean, obviously, Josh had mentioned they have restrictions on, like, full face masks or actual like weapons. Uh-huh. They want to keep those out of the park, obviously for safety reasons. But I mean, the fact that they want you to dress up, they want you to become part of this story that they're creating each and every mm-hmm. day. I think that's going to be very neat. Yeah. So uh, if you haven't checked it out, of course, uh, Josh mentioned it in the interview, uh, but definitely go check them out at evermore.com. Yes. Uh, that's the park website. You can actually buy tickets right now. Yeah, if you want. Um, They're very reasonably priced. Oh yeah, twenty nine bucks yeah. for an adult for the lore event that yeah. they're starting off with. I think it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, so um, definitely go check that out. And then, of course, like he said, it's Evermore Park on social media. Whether you're on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, um, go check them out. They post stuff quite frequently about what they're doing. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Yeah. So. And then in that second panel we went to, or at least the first one that I went to, we found out there's another Disney person that oh, yeah. um, was on the creative team, uh, Josh, Josh Stedman, Stedman. Mm-hmm. that uh, actually helped design the Shanghai Disneyland castle. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be able to talk to him yes. soon, but uh, we will see how that works. Uh, but I uh, hope you enjoyed this interview with Josh. Uh, really cool guy. Very creative, yeah. obviously. Oh, yeah. uh, just all he's done. So I wish you guys could have been there in person to see the tavern that they'd set up just for this Comic-Con experience. Cause it, look, it looked good. <laughs> even the detail that they went to just for that, just to be able to go there and pitch their park to everybody that was walking through, it was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. 
All right. Well, uh, do you have anything else you want to add? I don't think so. I mean, just come out and join us for FanX next time. Yeah. Uh, it's so much fun. A uh, lot of Disney, a uh, lot of other stuff, but a lot of Disney too. So yeah. uh, don't think that you're going just to get like your Marvel or DC comics stuff. There's a lot There's of good. There's a lot. Yeah. So uh, I know they had a Disney pin trading panel, uh-huh. which I found out. They gave away pins. Oh, they did? To everybody that went we to that panel. We should have gone. <laughs> um, we debated going to this panel yeah. or not, and we thought, eh, well, we're good. <laughs> I wish we would have gone now. Yeah. Um, also, Sean didn't go to this because he had a concert he was going to that night, but I uh, did get to go see our friend Chris Provost. Um, him and his wife do the Provost Park Pass, and I got to go sit in on their panel and uh, hear some more about how they worked on their videos and some of their little tips and tricks and secrets nice. about the park. Nice. So, so check them out. Pro yeah. Park Pass. Such a good YouTube channel. On YouTube. Uh, definitely go support them because they do great work. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys for taking the time to listen to this episode. We definitely appreciate it. Um, if you like the episode, we'd love it if you were to share it with people that might enjoy it. Um, if you haven't already, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash word on the main street, follow us on Twitter where, um, our handle is at W O T main street. And then of course we're on Instagram and our handle is at word on the main street. Um, and then on the, uh, platform you're using to listen to us, if you haven't, please subscribe and, or leave a review. Um, those platforms are... Those are Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM, TuneIn, and Google Play. All right, guys. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, please join us every Wednesday to hear the new word on the main street. Bye-bye. Stay tuned for bonus content. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.